This episode includes mentions of mass murderers, misogyny, racism, and discussions about mental health. Listener discretion is advised. People around the world hold different kinds of values and faith. It's a part of normal life regardless what you believe. But what happens when those values take control so bad, there's no way out? Hey, have you heard about the Toronto van attack? Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Hey, Have You Heard About? We're so glad that you're joining us today. As always, I'm your host, Maddie, and joining me today is a what is it called a regular on the show Rebecca hello 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 okay so real quick I want to apologize for the delay in this episode first when we tried to record this episode my guest had something come up she wasn't able to record so it was you know we couldn't make it happen and then I got COVID (laughs) this has been a two-month episode in the waiting almost or in the making even almost just some pandemic tings <laughs> hashtag pandemic tings <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh anyway we're so glad that you can join us today on this lovely february whatever this comes out whatever day this is i'm so uh, excited to be here oh yes we're so excited before we begin let's go through the usual stuff real quick If you are interested in keeping up to date with the podcast, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at H-H-Y-H-A podcast. I'll post updates about when episodes are coming out. I'll post things, you know, sort of clues and things like that. Maybe some behind the scenes in the future. I don't know. We'll see what happens. So definitely follow there if you want to stay up to date on everything. We also have a Patreon, which is super fun. For as little as $1 a month, you will get access to episodes a day early. And then if you pay $7 a month, you get access to Final Thoughts, which is a video series I do maybe five or seven days after each episode comes out where I just talk about my own thoughts about cases. I talk about things maybe I didn't mention in the podcast, all that kind of stuff. For the low, low price of less than $10 a month, you can support a a low... (laughs) Correct. (laughs) You can support a broke college student and help her fund her podcast. Please. I'm trying to get an editor. Please help me. Enough begging. Well, actually, a little bit more begging. We also have a merch store at teespring.com slash hey, have you heard about? All of the proceeds for the merch store go straight to the National Center for Missing and Exploited Children. It's a great organization that helps a lot of kids who are in really bad situations, all that kind of stuff. And it's just good to give back, especially when you're talking about spooky things like this. <laughs> Plus, the merch is so cute. Yes. We've I been... need to commission somebody to do some more art for the merch. 100% you should. And we still need to do a photo shoot with the merch. We, do. we have planned to do a photo shoot after spring break last year. Uh-huh. And then you know what happened. Pandemic things. We we haven't been able to do it. So we'll make it happen though one day. Definitely. Before we graduate. I've already pledged to be your makeup artist. I have looks already like planned out for certain certain shirts. I'm ready. Perfect. Okay. So that's pretty much everything we need to go through before we really get into today. So before we begin with our main story, we are going to talk about a little bit of good news. And this is some good news. I I can't remember if I've told you this because I've told everybody this. So I probably have, but we're still going to talk about it. So today's good news is that they have finally, 
figured out what happened at the Dyatlov Pass back in the day. You're talking about the the frozen animation yes, thing? Yes, Okay, so I, I guess I'm just a completely unaware and disgusting person. I did not know about this phenomenon before mm-hmm. this, like, went viral and I saw it on TikTok. So yes. please explain it to me. So basically, this is a around a 60-year sort of mystery. A bunch of hikers went up to the Dyatlov Pass and it was a planned hike. They had done this before, like all this kind of stuff, and they went missing. And Mm. so it was, oh gosh, I believe maybe a week or so. It could have been a little bit long. I know there was a certain amount of time that had passed before they were found again, but their bodies were in a really bad condition. Their tent was torn up from the inside out. They looked like they had been running from something based on where their bodies were. A couple bodies were missing eyes and tongues. This is not the main case for (laughs) this episode. I'm just sort of giving explanation. There was also a body that had some radiation coming off of it as well. So like aliens. Yes, that was one of the theories, (laughs) aliens. So for years and years, everybody was like, this is really weird. (laughs) Like, what does this mean? And it wasn't until recently that one of the researchers trying to figure out what happened saw Frozen 2. He said to himself, wow, that snow looks really realistic. Let me contact Disney to see if I can get the code for this animation to see if it can help us solve this mystery. And Disney was like, sure thing, man, and gave him the code. And then he solved it. And it was an avalanche the whole time. Wow. Wow, indeed. So I... When I'm picturing these um, people, you know, marooned on this, you know, mountain, mountain, Mm -hmm. all I can picture is the scene from Snowpiercer where they're looking out of the train and they see like the trail of people that are just like stuck on the mountain. But yeah. Uh Yes. It's, I mean, that's a good description of sort of what it was like, but I mean, yeah, essentially what they think now, what researchers are, are believe based on the frozen animation that they used is that it was a very small delayed avalanche that was responsible for a lot of really gruesome injuries and deaths. And so the bodies that are sort of like looking like they're running away from something or they're far like further away from where their campsite was, that's because they were trying to get themselves help and get out of the area when they were injured thanks to the avalanche. And then, of course, most of them died of hypothermia. Most mm-hmm. likely. The eyes and tongues, animals. That one makes sense. And circle then the, of life, you mm-hmm, know. Circle of life. That's a Disney song. Isn't that fun? Mm-hmm. We, full circle. Full circle. And then also the, the radiation, which is puzzling. Turns out some of their lanterns had a little bit of radiation. Hmm. And so that, that level of it was just enough for them to sort of realize, like for it to put off like a, a thing, you know? I don't know if I'm making sense. but No, you are, you are. But that, yeah. So the good news is that this mystery that has been plaguing everybody, not everybody, but most people for 62 years has been solved. I have an alternate conspiracy theory. Okay. Which I feel like I'm famous for and you're not ready for. Okay, I'm ready. Disney's been around forever. Uh-huh. Oh, God. <laughs> Disney <laughs> and the going? government intertwined. Uh-huh. Okay. Disney helped the government cover up more aliens. Oh, maybe, maybe, who knows? It was actually those little um, trolls from Frozen. <laughs> Not aliens. The ones that sing about the, yeah. the marriage song. Yeah. <laughs> it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. It all makes sense. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll take that theory. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. 
everyone to hear that that's what actually happened 100 percent. this is based on factual evidence okay i'm gonna get copyright struck so yes that's the good news for today and it's very good that they figured out what happened and it's very interesting that this is what actually happened and it's you know here we are look at us look at us look at us you can't see us never mind <laughs> let's get into the main story for today and i do want to offer a trigger warning there is a lot of uh, messy stuff in this there's a lot that we're going to talk about some of, of the most uncomfortable sort of places on the internet a bit it's i'm so excited oh gosh, <laughs> oh gosh. yeah i've been uh, i've been having to deal with the knowledge of this guy for the past Two months at this point, like I said, and it's just like, I'm ready to get him out of my system. I'm ready to expel this person from my mind. I'll take him from me, don't you worry. Okay, good. So yes, there's going to be a lot of weird, nasty ideologies we'll sort of be talking about today. This guy was just lowest of the low, grossest, not the grossest person we've talked about on here. We have talked about some nasties, but it just, ugh, just not a good dude. Not a good dude. On that note, <laughs> let's go. Rebecca, have you heard about Alec Manassian? No. No, okay. Also known as the Toronto bus attacker. No. No, okay. I'm going to set the scene for you. We're going to start at the crime and then we'll discover more about Mr. Alec as we go. Paint it like Bob Ross. Yes, there we go. Here we go. Here's the little trees. So on April 23rd, 2018, around 1 p.m., there was a Chevrolet Express van that hopped the sidewalk and started to hit pedestrians on Yong Street, which is a really big business area in Toronto. And I'm sorry if I'm saying this wrong, Canadians. I'm, I'm trying my best. This guy started driving really erratically from street to sidewalk, trying to hit as many people as he possibly could. And there's actually video of this from the security cameras at different buildings and stuff like that. It's really intense to watch. I wouldn't recommend it because he is like hitting people. I feel like that's something I would still watch. Yeah, a lot of people would. I, st I watched a bit of it. So that tells you about me as a person, I guess. Me too. <laughs> so the van was finally stopped at Poynitz Avenue. 1.4 miles or 2.3 kilometers where it began. So this is, you know, a, a pretty, not a long distance, but still pretty significant for somebody driving very erratically on the sidewalk and street and all in that. In a prevalent area. In a, yeah, in a very busy area as well. There's also footage of this where the guy was confronted. There's cell phone footage of the suspect and his name is Constable Ken Lamb, who's the guy who finally pulled him over quote unquote finally got him to get out of the car is a constable like our equivalent of a sheriff i would say probably like a little sort of like a street policeman i guess okay. in a way let me google that just to make sure I didn't no I, I, let's get the facts yeah we'll, we'll get the facts for sure constable is a low-ranking officer is what we've discovered so this this guy who you know probably didn't have a lot to do that day is the one who actually got the the suspect alec manassian to get out of his car or his van, rather. What could have been really bad was thankfully avoided because Alec Manassian pretended like he had a gun in his pocket. He kept sort of taking something out of his pocket and showing it to the, or the constable and being like, 
I'll shoot, I'll shoot, all this kind of stuff. Kept saying, you know, stuff like, shoot me, shoot me, you know, obviously trying to get shot. And Constable Ken Lamb threatened him with a baton. And Alec... We love Canadians. We do. Baton versus potential gun. I know. That's... If only. Finally, like I said, he gave up because he was threatened with a baton at 1.32 p.m. on the same day, April 23rd, 2018. So not that long ago. Mm -mm. Really not that long. It'll be three years in April, which is wild to think about. Overall, Alec Manassian killed 10 people with his van. And 16 people were injured. And this was over a course of several days. It was like some people were hurt and were in severe, or what is it called, at the hospital. I see. Yeah, yeah, intensive care and died at the hospital. But overall, 10 is still such a sad and crazy number. In such a short amount of time. I know. It's wild. I know. And it really, you know, it really wasn't that long at all. I mean, from around 1 to 1.32 p.m., that's like... A short, really, really short. Span. Mm-hmm. Actually, I think it might have been around one. Th- I read different sources. Some people said one p.m. Some people said one thirty. Some people said one twenty. I was just gonna say, I, you know, one is a pretty. That's the constant throughout all of it. So, I'm really interested in like facts and figures and statistics. So mm-hmm. in my mind, I'm just like, I wonder who holds the record of like most murders in the shortest amount of time. Because ten in like the span of thirty minutes is pretty mm-hmm. hands on. Or like, do you mean like bombings and stuff? Oh, that's true too. Yeah, because like that—that's a lot. Dude. Yeah, that will, that might be something we could look into one day, on yeah. our free time. We can we can do an episode about mass murderers. Oh, let's do it. Just just speed round mass murders. Yeah, yeah. Oh gosh, look out for that one, folks. So finally, you know, at the end of the day, ten people were killed, sixteen were injured, which is just a a, tra- a, a tragedy, unfortunately. So let's talk about who Alec Manassian was. And Please. This messed up individual, disgusting man. Not a fan of him, personally. Personally, not a fan of him. Alec Manassian was 26 at the time. He was born November 3rd, 1992. So he would probably be maybe 28, maybe, yeah, 28, 29-ish, depending. He was a sophomore developer in Richmond Hill, which I believe is sort of nearby Toronto, I would think. I'll take your word for it. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> he was diagnosed with Asperger's syndrome at a younger age. Oh, this story just took a real interesting turn. Yeah, and I want to specify right now, we, he does have Asperger's syndrome, you know, which is unfortunate. But I, I want to clarify, like, I'm not saying everybody with Asperger's or autism or any kind of disability does this kind of stuff. Because I think that's a stereotype that when we get into who Alec Manassian is and what kind of beliefs he held, the stereotype is people with autism have to like focus on this kind of stuff. And that's just, in my experience, a lot of times that's just not true. It's not true at all. I actually had a friend in high school that had Asperger's. Mm-hmm. Sweetest, most caring person that you've ever met. Yeah. So we're, I'm not saying, we're not saying that because he had Asperger's, he did all these things but it does come into play of why he did these things no i think it asperger's just you know takes away from your personality and your moral decisions Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so i think it made him probably more susceptible to whatever else was going on that's what i'm trying to get at is that he blamed his situation on his asperger's a lot of the time I, i i based on what i understand and so it's it's an important part to sort of why he did what he did but it's not 
a like it's not a cause for yeah. why he did what he did and i make i want to make sure that we've got that clear because i know some people might be like you're saying he did it because of this no not at all okay now that we got that out of the way so he's st- he was described as not overly social and also harmless when he was going through high school and college and all that kind of stuff, you know, people knew who he was, but he wasn't really involved with a lot of things, all that kind of stuff. He did join the Canadian Army at one point, but he left two months later. I couldn't really find a reason for that. I think maybe he just decided it wasn't for him. Interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder, did they know that he had Asperger's and they let him into the military? You know, I didn't think about that. I, I didn't look into that at all. It just seems like they wouldn't, but honestly, I don't even know if they would in the U.S. either. Because I mean, they can deny you for having ADHD, so. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. I mean, I don't know. I'm not, I don't know for sure. No, I don't think any of the sources said specifically why he left. I think it just said that he did a, a little bit. I mean, it, only two months. That would have been basic training. Yeah. You know, when they start to weed out people so Mm -hmm. maybe it had something to do with it i'm not quite sure so this is where it gets kind of uh, tricky so shortly after he joined the canadian army he got online he got on reddit and he started finding out about this community Mm. this community of people who like him were very shy and very how do i say this not overly social didn't have a lot of good experience with getting women you know to sleep with them or getting girlfriends or anything like that and he was just taken by them and so he joined what is called the incel community do you know Mm -hmm. oh no yes yeah see every time i say the word incel when i'm talking about this this case that's the exact reaction that i get okay i feel like this completely changes my perception of this um yeah man yeah what do you think yeah yeah are you still good to carry on with the story oh yeah 100 percent. i I think it's it's way more interesting now Mm -hmm. yeah so keep going please for those of you who don't know what an incel is an incel is basically it stands for involuntary celibate it is a group of men online who just haven't gotten with a girl yet and they blame the fact that they haven't on women they're very misogynistic just in general they also believe that women who won't sleep with them are monsters they're scum of the earth essentially i had to go in some really dark places to to sort of get to this mindset i'm so sorry i know i want to get out of this mindset i don't want to hear about this anymore just give it all to me just load it off here we go here we go cleanse it's like an (laughs) exorcism so yes incels are very they're an interesting subgroup on the internet they have a lot of different ideals there's things like red pill black pill all this kind of stuff. I won't go into detail about all that sort of thing okay. because it, it does get a little bit intense. Mm-hmm. I'll have to do this research on my own time. You will. And, uh, you know, good luck. Enjoy. Um, <laughs> I probably won't, but I don't know. Mm-hmm. It's just interesting. It's an interest. Like, as much as they are extremely misogynistic and, quite frankly, a little intense and scary in some cases, it they're an interesting community just to see, like, how you go from just being a regular person to suddenly going full on like I hate women, you know? Right. You, it makes me wonder like, was it the the um, people that they were trying to date that turned them off, or was it their mother? Yeah. Oh, there we go. There's the mom again. I feel like this is a fairly new 
term incel, I think. I only started hearing it within the last couple of years, really. Really? At, like, the mid-2010s. Okay. And then, like, of course, onward. But, you know, I bet a lot of... It's going to sound bad. I bet a lot of serial killers and stuff like that might be considered incels as well. Oh, no, 100%. Yeah. yeah. The degradation of women. It's wild. But, yeah, so Alec Manassian started to look into this community and started to really get involved with it to the point where he just was totally... Like, this became his life. He was totally sucked into this incel lifestyle of hating women and blaming what they call the chads on all their misfortunes and stuff like that. You you want to learn some incel terminology right now? Yeah, okay. go for it, so, please. So there's the incels. They call themselves the incels. And then there are the chads and Stacys. And the chads are the guys that the Stacys sleep with. And the Stacys are the girls that won't sleep with the incels. So are there only chads and stacys or are there other types of men and women besides those two as far as i can tell you know i i would assume there's probably other types of women i don't know what they would call them but it seems like stacy is pretty much a universal term yeah for women it's i feel like those are both like very 50s 60s names so like right it really points to like that mentality. That mentality of, like, but, women being mm-hmm. subservient. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be, like, a major thing, because, like, I've, I remember there, I've seen pictures that incels have posted, you know, on, because there, there used to be a time where you could search on YouTube, like, r slash incels, and you'd see people making fun of the stuff that they would post, like, mm-hmm. on Reddit and things like that. I used to watch those videos all the time. Mm-hmm. But they would post stuff like, my ideal dream life is to have a wife that dresses up every day and just hangs out and takes care of the kids and cooks for me every night whenever I come home from work and you know is does whatever I want her to do you know very 50s style house lifestyle if that makes sense and a man that is an insult could never be the the provider that would be necessary to have a woman like that yeah like they could never provide the things that you need to have a housewife like that. No, not at all. <laughs> Personally, I don't think they could. No. But so, yeah, I mean, the Chads and Stacys basically are the thing that the incels are quote unquote fighting against and the thing that makes them so angry and stuff like that, essentially. And this is the kind of stuff that Manassian was sort of consuming on a daily basis for hours and hours. There was actually a really intriguing interrogation video that came out of Alec Manassian when he first got arrested. You have to send me a link to it. I will try my best to find it. I actually found it on one of my favorite YouTube channels, Jim Can't Swim. It's JCS criminal psychology i don't think this video is on his youtube channel anymore because he periodically like will take stuff down and re-upload new stuff and mm-hmm. then he's got a patreon i'm, I'm just plugging <laughs> jim can't swim right now he's got a patreon where if you pay a dollar you know you'll get access to all the episodes he's taken off of youtube plus more but i remember this one was one of uh, this sounds weird one of my favorites by him just because he he like and i've spoken about him before on my chris watts episodes but he breaks down everything that the interrogator like the detective is doing on video and says how it works and what kind of stuff like it's very Mm -hmm. interesting i'll send you a link to his his um channel i would really like that but it basically he just goes over like the detective is doing this now and he's trying to relate to the the person you know who's interrogating and the the person he's interrogating messed up here and here's why he messed up and all this kind of stuff so that's where i first found out about this story I would say 
maybe fall of 2019 before the pandemic because i remember sitting in the library watching it (laughs) remember when we could do that remember the good old days good old days so yeah i'll send you the link i definitely recommend his channel it's very interesting so the interrogation video was super enlightening when it first came out and the public could actually view it for the first time Mm -hmm. because alec manassian does not care like he's totally upfront about everything about what he did about his ideology the incel ideology about you know his plan where he got inspiration from it i think that might relate to asperger's just thinking Mm -hmm. back to my my own experiences with my friend like he did not have any filter whatsoever Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. (laughs) i can remember a time in high school where he actually almost got in a fight which is sad to think about but um he had like this little rolling backpack that he brought everywhere uh-huh. and he ran over somebody's foot uh-oh and the guy like tried Got to mad. beat him up about it yeah <gasps> what and uh my friend just kind of like gave him a, a snappy remark because that's just who he was yeah and um yeah yeah it could have been bad but well yeah. maybe it is then i just i i know watching the video and the detective handled everything very well he wasn't rude about Alex Asperger's anything like that he handled it very professionally and he you know got what he needed and did his job Mm. right based on everything that I saw but yeah I mean that definitely could be one reason why he was so upfront about it also I think he just really didn't care because he posted to Facebook that he was gonna do it oh that's a hundred percent probable yeah Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but so one of the things that is Facebook yeah oh just wait we'll get into it just wait girl just wait So one of the things that he said inspired him was this guy named Elliot Rogers. Have you heard about Elliot Rogers? I have not. Okay. Elliot Rogers is another day. Another story, another day, another time. But essentially, he was this guy who... He was also an incel. He was sort of the first incel, I want to say. And all the other incels kind of worship him in a weird way. What year was he, like, prevalent in? Oh, gosh. 2014. Okay. According to what I've got in my notes, basically, from what I understand, and I need to, again, this might be something that I want to talk about later, so I need to do more research on it, but Elliot Rogers was a guy who made videos on YouTube talking about how he was rich and, you know, he had all this money, but girls still didn't want to date him and get with him, all this kind of stuff, and he was so angry about it that he did a shooting spree by just, like, shooting a gun out of his car all you know in town and then he ended up dying by suicide by cop i think cannot stand entitled men me either girl me you don't deserve anything Mm -mm. we don't owe you anything Mm -mm. no period that's it end of story (laughs) (laughs) that's it so yeah i mean he elliot rogers was like this this guy that everybody idealized or you know placed on a high pedestal in the in this community alec said that Elliot Rogers was the reason he became an incel. He, this this is where it gets kind of confusing on the interrogation because he says that he knew him and that he is the reason why he joined Reddit and 4chan, which also comes into play. He joined 4chan. Oh gosh. No offense to people that use 4chan. I just, it scares me. Um, As it should. As it should. Then he also said that he joined Reddit and 4chan after Elliot Rogers did what he did. So it's kind of confusing. It seems like he's kind of trying to brag by saying like, yeah, I knew Elliot Rogers. 
Like, weird flex, but okay. Or you know? I was there before Elliot Rogers. Yeah, it's like, I don't know. It's very weird on the interrogation video. It's definitely um, strange. According to what he says, basically, is after Elliot Rogers' mass murder spree and after he died, Alec joined 4chan the next day and he was radicalized, essentially. So this is interesting. So the day that Alec decided to go and do his thing um, on April 23rd, 2018, he made a Facebook post just like a couple minutes before everything went down pretty much and the facebook post said private recruit manassian infantry 00010 wishing to speak to sergeant 4chan please c2324961 the incel rebellion has already begun we will overthrow all the chads and stacys all hail the supreme gentleman elliot rogers thoughts on that um I can finally delete this screenshot from my phone. I'm happy for you for Thank that. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not hoping that he was on drugs, but like, I'm hoping that he was on drugs to explain this behavior because for a person to do what he did, he would have to be just like so messed up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So drugs? No? I don't. I, I have no. We don't know. We don't know. Yeah. I, it's a very weird. It's not weird. It's a, it's an eerie message. Mm-hmm. Like, the incel rebellion that's another thing that a lot of them talk about is and he talks about it in his interrogation video but it's essentially like where they how do i say this from what i understand it's so the plan is that stuff like what he did the toronto van you know attack would happen worldwide and they would kill off all, everybody that stands in their way, so like the Chads and some Stacys, and then they would put, oh, another term, normies is another term, which is- Oh, that came from that? Yes, I think so. Normies, which are people that do not identify as Chad Stacys or incels. So just regular people, essentially. So the plan for the incel rebellion is, I feel crazy saying all these words. <laughs> uh, the plan for the incel rebellion is to put the normies- into like make them servants to the incels Mm -hmm. and then have all since all the chads are wiped out all the stacys will want to get with the incels and that is their perfect world and that is the plan what if the stacys just fall for the normies because those incels right i simply do not have a, a a reason i don't have an explanation for what happens then man but it's just like i mean this is paraphrasing but it's what Alec told the detective while he was being interrogated. And it's just wild. It's a wild sort of plan that I don't know if he came up with it or if it's just like a a plan that this community has or anything like that. I didn't want to dive deep enough to find out. I was going to um, say, are there have there been any other type not of as like as far as i know besides him and elliot rogers who knows I, I know that this is a really it's almost like a cult almost mm-hmm. this community when you were talking about what he posted on facebook all i could picture was that woman that stormed the capitol that was like we're storming the capitol it's a revolution <laughs> that's really what it is like though i mean yeah like, like these 
people were tricked into believing something so seriously that Uh they could do something like that. Yeah. And storming the Capitol and killing 10 people are very different, but it's just sad that people can be broken down like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think a lot of these communities, you know, worldwide, not just incels and MAGA and, you know, uh, whoever, whatever you want to call them. QAnon. Yeah. QAnon even. I mean, it's just crazy how they latch on to our deepest insecurities really like with alec it was the fact that nobody his i i believe his reasoning was nobody wanted to get with him because of his asperger's i think everybody wants to make themselves the victim of their own life Mm -hmm. nobody wants to be the bad guy nobody wants to be to blame for their own actions Mm -hmm. so they have to deep dive and figure out these conspiracy theories that actually turn them into their own heroes yeah like i i know with people like Trump and all that kind of stuff, it became more so we're fighting for the little guy and the voices that are like, you know, ignored in politics and that stuff. And that Because white men's voices have always been ignored in the history of the entire world. Right. But I mean, sorry, white men. I'm just really on you guys today. (laughs) But, But like that's, I mean, that's, that that was a fear and insecurity that a lot of people had back in the day in 2016 and it's and that's one of the reasons i think that it's become so crazy now like it's just festered for so long there are actual white people that think that their history and heritage are currently being erased and destroyed mm-hmm. and it's like bro look around yeah just i i feel bad for people that just are so taken by these ideas that make them seem stronger than they perceive themselves to be well it goes to show like how broken they are mentally mm-hmm. to like mm-hmm. be able to accept these crazy, crazy things yeah crazy so there are some things that alex said in the interrogation that i think are really interesting that i do want to touch on a little bit instead of saying he killed people he would say things like who are no longer alive as a result which is a very indirect way mm-hmm. of saying it and again, that might be, I don't know if that would be his way of coping with it. But he seems so open. You would think he would just be like, yeah, I killed them. Yeah. He did say things like converted their life status to death status, which what? almost makes it seem like it, it's a video game. Yeah. In a weird way. Converted their life status to, to death, death status. status. It's almost as if like, you know, this is his world and we're all just sort of pawns in it which i think is the basis of this ideology that he had Mm -hmm. at the if you get past all the terminology the chads and stacy's and normies (laughs) i think that really is just the basis of Mm -hmm. they think that this is their world and we're just living in it you know and also he he said at one point in the interrogation he said i feel like i accomplished my mission his whole reason for doing all this was to jumpstart the revolution and he says by doing you know, killing 10 people and injuring 16, he feels like he did that, essentially. Huh. Yeah, it is a big huh. Since we always focus on the killer, not the victims, can you tell me a little bit, a little bit about them, like their demographics? So I believe, again, it's been two months. Um, I might need, I'm going to pull this up real quick. I know that a majority of the injured people were women, I'm mm. pretty sure. I think he was intentionally trying to hit women. From what I understand. You would think that, I don't know, if I were an incel, oh if gosh, I were an incel, no, like, I feel like it would be more, it would make more sense just to take out all the Chads than the Stacys because mm-hmm. you want the Stacys. So why would you, mm-hmm. why okay. would you shorten, why would you have less of the Stacys? So it looks like, according to this 
article, there were 10 victims. They ranged from age 22 to 94. Mm. A lot of them were business types. So we've got a nutritionist, account executive, a saleswoman, a financial analyst. And then there are some people, most people, like three people on this list are were retired. One was a student from South Korea. Mm. One was a student at University of Toronto. And I, one was a chef. I'll go ahead and read these names just because I think you know, we didn't come across them much during my research. And well, I, I think, think it's, it's important. The killer is always interesting, but we should still honor the lives that were mm-hmm. lost. Mm-hmm. And I'm sorry, I'm probably going to say these names wrong. I apologize. Yutis Renuka Aramaseng was 44, a nutritionist. Andrea Nafilk Braden, 33, a Slovenian Canadian accountant executive. Geraldine Brady, 84, a saleswoman. So He Chung, 22, a University of Toronto student. Anne-Marie D'Amico, 30, analyst, a financial analyst. Mary Elizabeth Betty Forsyth, she was 94, a retiree. Chulman Eddie Kong, 45, and a chef. Ji-Hun Kim, 22, she was a Seneca College student from South Korea. Munir Najar, 85, a Jordanian retiree visiting family. And then Dorothy Sewell, 80, she was also retired. It seems like there's a lot of, like, foreigners. Mm -hmm. Do you think he, like, maybe went for them specifically? Maybe. I don't, I don't, as far as I'm aware, you know, I think the main ideals of incels are this misogynistic ones but i it's not a big leap to go from being a misogynist to being a, a racist <laughs> or a nazi yeah i mean maybe that was his personal beliefs mm-hmm. maybe he was also i don't want to make assumptions mm-hmm. just being like i he definitely was a white supremacist you know but i i'm in my head it's not that big a leap to go from misogynist to white supremacist and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff you know 100 percent. Mm-hmm. it's just really sad these women were just trying to enjoy a day out or yeah. uh, trying to work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it's it's just crazy, I feel like. And the fact that he's like, I accomplished my mission. That, when I first heard that in the library a couple years back, that was just chilling. You know, the fact that he was like, I've done what I wanted to do. Like, all that their lives meant to him was the complete completion of a mission. Yeah, exactly. Man. It's heavy. It is heavy. It is very heavy. Another interesting thing that he confessed to in his interrogation, he said the only reason he stopped was because a drink was spilled on the windshield. It was definitely a Baja blast. It probably, you know, I can't, I can't tell you that. I don't know, but that's what he said. We only stopped for Baja blast. Oh my gosh. There you go. I, I mean, it's just, it's crazy that he was just like, I'll, I'll stop doing this because there's a little bit of a drink on my windshield and I can't see. Was it from the outside or the inside? The outside. Somebody, the outside. like, splashed it on. Or maybe it was somebody he hit splashed mm. it, you know. Which yeah. is just sad. It's unfortunate. At the end of the day, Alec was charged with 10 counts of murder and 16 counts of attempted murder. His trial was virtual due to COVID. Well, Yay. so he was in jail that time? Or he did was, he... yeah. Oh, he, no. he got arrested and he, I'm pretty sure he stayed in jail for mm. a majority of the time. The trial began November 10th of 2020. He pled not criminally responsible, I think, due to his Asperger's, Mm. because he said that he wasn't in the right state of mind, from what I believe, which is, I mean, valid Valid. in this case. But But you also took the time to post on Facebook, so. And he said, I've accomplished my mission, too. So 
Not, Plus all the other stuff that he probably had posted on Reddit and 4chan mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Not not looking good for him. It's called premeditation. Yes. Currently, as of when I finished doing the research for this, so January 2021, we are still waiting what's going to happen next. Uh, if I were to guess, based on everything that we know, he would probably, he's probably going to be charged guilty 100%. Mm, yeah. And he probably will spend the rest of his life in jail. I don't know canadian laws they definitely don't have death penalty. i don't think they have the death penalty i i yeah i don't think they have the death Mm-mm. penalty so he will hopefully be in jail for the rest of his life and i it's weird because like i feel not pity but thinking about what could have happened if he hadn't got it into this mm-hmm. you know and it's the same with all these people that we talk about that do horrible things what could have happened if they didn't go down the wrong path you know rehabilitation is really important but at this point it's too late for him i feel mm-hmm. like i feel like that too um it's it's a that's a tough mindset to get out of yeah it really is i know i always mm-hmm. ask this question but do you know anything about like his upbringing his childhood i mean it was pretty standard from what i uh, know his parents said that this was something they didn't didn't expect to happen his dad i think was shocked from what i understand i've seen a couple of clips of his dad being like we never thought he would do this kind of stuff. I mean, yeah, I mean, it seemed like a pretty standard childhood. It's Man. just he got in quite literally with the wrong crowd. And this this is what happened. This is the result of it. Wow. Toronto, of course, things have changed. Obviously, there are pillars and concrete blocks on the sidewalk now because they don't want the same thing to happen again. Mm-hmm. There are memorials and plaques that are in the area where the attack occurred. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a fund that was raised for victims and their families shortly after this happened. You know, Toronto definitely hit strong by what happened, and it, it is a tragedy. But based on what I've read and seen, it seems like that they they're 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 going to be okay. So they rectified it as best as they could. Yeah. So that is the story of Alec Manassian and his Toronto van attack. What are your final thoughts? It's heavy. It is. It's it's a deep dark place that I do not want to return to for yeah. a while. Goodness. So I'm preparing a lesson for my kids, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And they're writing an argumentative essay Mm -hmm. on um, screen time. Mm -hmm. So they'll like look up and research different figures on what it means to always be on your phone and how that messes with your brain and how that affects your personality. Mm -hmm. I'm obviously not going to tell them this story. No, I was about to say, I hope not. I feel like it really definitely relates to that yeah because when you're already in a negative headspace mm-hmm. and you just constantly take in all of this negative information and you find a way to make yourself the victim of a situation that you're obviously not a victim of mm-hmm. yeah this i mean yeah it's just really again like i don't pity him he made his own choices mm-hmm. and it's like those choices ended up killing 10 people and injuring 16. There's no way to justify that at all. At all. But, but at the same time, it could have been prevented. Yeah. And it could have been... And I don't know if it's... I mean, he was an adult when he found these, you know, communities. So I can't say the parents should have been involved. But I feel like... I don't know. I feel like he was just in such a deep place when he found them. Mm-hmm. He And they just became like home to him. There, There really was no coming back for him. Right. Unfortunately. Like at a young age, if he would have been socialized more, mm-hmm. you know, he could have been able to read people better and realize mm-hmm. that there's more to life than just 
Chad and Stacy's. Chad and Stacy and normies. And normies. So, yeah. I guess we would be normies. I feel like I'm a normie. I don't know. I'm not quite. I yeah. I feel like I'm a normie. I'm I just kind of here, yo. I know I'm not. I know I'm not a Chad. Yeah. Thank God for that. Thank God for that. <laughs> Anyways. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Next month, March, is going to be a fun one. Ooh. You know why? Why? Because it's our ghost episode for this year. <gasps> Ooh. Is, is, is Zach Baggins involved? Zach, we, I will talk about Zach Baggins at least once during that episode. Your most personal likely. hero? Nope. No, my personal enemy. Zach Baggins, if you can hear this, Madeline is your best fan. Please reach out to her. Please I do want to go to his museum. I do want to go to his museum. Zach Baggins, if you're listening to this, please let me go to your museum. I do want to. I want to see it at least once. If it weren't for you, I would not know anything about Zach Baggins. You're but welcome. Over you're the, welcome for that. <laughs> over the past four years of college, I feel like he's just come up more and more and more, he's and a, it's it's terrifying. Me. He haunts me. Uh, he now haunts me too. <laughs> there you go. Anyways, so yes, next month will be our ghost episode. I'm very excited. I will binge watch Ghost Adventures to find a good story to tell that's not about. I don't know something i've talked about before maybe we'll go to italy for it who knows <laughs> who knows Ooh. talk about the box oh gosh no i'm not talking about the box that's a, that's a box i will not touch literally literally and you know figuratively figuratively yeah. <laughs> okay anyways on that note if you're interested in keeping up to date with the podcast follow us on instagram and twitter if you want to support the podcast via money, that's the best way I can say that, you can support us on Patreon. Help me get an editor, please. I would love that. Thank you. Also, check out our merch store. We have a lot of cute stuff on there. Photo shoot soon, question mark, question Hopefully. Mark, question please, mark. please, please. Maybe we can make masks. Ooh. I'll see what I can do. We'll make it happen. Anyways. Again, thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you guys in the next one. Goodbye. Bye.